BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. I I truly, I kid you not, I walked in the door the first day and it was just like a movie moment. I was like, this is, these are my people. This is where I, I need to be. I loved it. I loved every second of it. It was the only time in my life I can really remember like being in a school environment and like wanting to soak in and learn as much as I possibly could. Hey guys, welcome to Breaking Beauty, the podcast all about the best-selling beauty products and the damn good stories behind them. We're your hosts, Carlene Higgins and Jill Dunn. Hey everybody, welcome back to Breaking Beauty Podcast. Hey there, Jill Dunn. It's our last episode of summer. Well, it feels like the summer is ending. Hey, you know people hate it when people say that, right? <laughs> I've seen the back to school ads. It's happening. Oh no, 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 no. Don't bring that here. Oh, not it's in true. here. Well, we're getting hair schooled today. Yeah, we are. And we have an amazing founder who I am obsessed with. And that is none other than Allie Webb. Yes. And she is the co-founder of Drybar. So that's the original chain of blow dry bars launched in 2010. Mm -hmm. And she co-founded Dry Bar with her brother, Michael Landau, and her now ex-husband, Cameron Webb. She's also just branched out into the spa world because she created this brand called Squeeze. And it's really aiming to do the same thing that she did with Dry Bar, which is to standardize that whole experience mm-hmm. of getting a blowout. She's doing the same with this this concept. Yeah, and I think what you're talking about is that level of consistency. Mm-hmm. You know, back in the day, you would go and get a blow dry and you have one idea in your head and you'd say to the person, okay, I want it to be voluminous, but not too voluminous at the root. And yeah. then you'd walk out with something that you didn't really want, but you ended up paying this for- before Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> and you, so you didn't have a picture to show. Yeah. And I think just coming up with that menu mm-hmm. was so, genius at that time. Like here's six different blow dries. We get it. These Mm -hmm. are all the different like mini iterations that make a difference to people. Yeah. That was completely revolutionary at the time. And now with Squeeze, she's aiming to do the same thing. So you get the customizing the spa music. It's all cashless. So you don't have to feel awkward about the tip at the end. And the level of pressure and all that stuff that sometimes practitioners remember to ask and sometimes they don't. That's all kind of systematized. It's like saved in a profile. So you basically don't even have to talk to anybody going yeah. into squeeze. So there's only one location of of this concept right now. It's in California, but it's hopefully going to roll out um, to more places soon. Can't wait to try. I know I need that. And let's not forget that Allie is a fellow podcaster. She's the co-host of Raising the Bar podcast.
podcast, which she hosts with her brother, Michael, on our network, Dear Media. Yeah. And she's had people like Anina Bing. She's that famous fashion entrepreneur from Los Angeles. She's had uh, Emily Schumann from Cupcakes and Cashmere. She's had Jamie Schmidt on her show, who we've had on our show. And they get into the nitty gritty of entrepreneurship. So if you need career tips, that is a great one to check out. I noticed she had Tony Co from Nix Cosmetics recently. So I want to be listening to that episode. Yes. I like, I want Tony on our show so badly. You beat us to it, Allie. You beat us. Putting her on the vision board (laughs) for sure. Allie is also set to launch a reality makeover show, which Allie will give us the full scoop on in today's episode. She's got so many things on the go. First, we're going to get to the origin story behind Drybar because it really is completely genius. And next year, the brand celebrates its 10th anniversary. Drybar actually launched in the middle of the recession and despite that fact, managed to have such huge success. Today, there are 92 locations and they do over 120,000 blowouts a month. Now in Canada, Drybar, we don't actually have the locations. There's one in the Nordstrom in Vancouver, which I frequent every time I go to rainy Vancouver, definitely need a blow dry. But when you and I went to LA last year, first place we hit up was literally the West Hollywood dry bar because who wants to do their hair getting off a flight? No, I know. And then our hair was good for four days. We went to Sephora. Yes. We were Instagram ready. Our hair looked so crisp the entire time. And we actually hit up the dry bar booth in Sephora. They had a giant buttercup hair blow dryer. So it's that yellow, that iconic yellow that they built into their branding. It was so fun. It was almost like a pop-up shop within Sephora that they had there. People were saying that I was Allie Webb. They're like, Oh, I thought you were Allie Webb. So she's basically, I'm her doppelganger. She's mine. (laughs) Certainly last year when we went, you had that shorter blonde bob that was like fresh at a dry bar. Like who knew? And now you were like a doppelganger for Allie. I know. (laughs) And so they do have their own line of products as well. Aside from the tools, like the blow dryer and um, their round brushes for blow drying, they also have a dry shampoo. It's called the Detox Dry Shampoo and that's their bestseller. It makes sense. It's going to take you from one blow dryer to the next. Yeah. And it's 23 US dollars, 32 Canadian. I mean, the OG dry shampoo is pretty heavy duty. It's got the rice starch in it. It really almost gives your hair texture at the roots. Like it's it's definitely going to zap any oiliness at all. That classic volumizing oh, yeah. dry shampoo, which I love. Mm-hmm. And I actually kind of resent these newer versions that are moisturizing because they, to me, that just goes totally against the dry. (laughs) Guys, it's called dry for a reason, the dry (laughs) shampoo concept. And I just feel like it's a waste of my time. But But if you have really dried out hair or really curly hair, you want a moisturizing dry shampoo, like a foam. I think there's a different camp out there that prefers Come up with a different name then. Come on. (laughs) Um, So that is an iconic product. It smells amazing with their original scent. It's called Blanc, uh, B-L-A-N-C. And it has blend of coconut, amber, and vanilla. Like you can't forget it once you've tried it. I My little trick with that one, because it is so heavy duty, I usually apply it at night Mm -hmm. and then I'll brush it out in the morning um, Mm -hmm. just because it is a little bit, it does come out white. So I just find it absorbs better overnight. And then I brush my hair in the morning. Right. Cause you're brunette. So you have to kind of manage that. And I guess that's why the new clear. Yeah. And when, and when I, when I'm oily, I'm so oily that I just want that to give it extra time to absorb the oiliness, right. Mm -hmm. Before I'm heading out the door, but they did just launch this new clear version. Mm -hmm. We've got it here. And it's, their Detox Clear Invisible Dry Shampoo, same price point. So it goes on completely clear. As a brunette, I can attest to that. I will say it's a little bit more for like 
light refreshment. It's mm-hmm. not as heavy duty in terms of oil absorption as the original, mm-hmm. but I am really happy to have this in the mix. I think a lot of people, if you're like right after the gym, this would be perfect mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, what did you think of it? Um, I did like it, but I, I am a fan, like I said, of those original, more the hardcore powders Yes, and I'd rather live with that bit of white dusty look, but yeah. just have bone dry roots. I love that because <laughs> I don't like washing my hair. Yeah. So I want to leave it as long as humanly possible. Yeah. You were saying that it's your goal in life. Like if you were, if money was no object, you would have that standing dry bar appointment, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. <laughs> Every Friday, I never want to wash my hair again. Yeah. I just want to go in, have it done look amazing for the weekend, dry shampoo all week long. See, that's so interesting that you say Friday because my, if I had a standing appointment Monday morning, Mm. because I have to see people during the week, I don't, and being beauty editors, we can't Mm -hmm. have greasy roots or bad blowouts on the the go. I like to rock it out on the weekend, you know, go (laughs) out for date night. Feel yourself on the weekend. I get that. Girls, I want to look good. You guys slide into our DMs or our Facebook chat room. And if you could have a standing blow dry appointment on any day of the week. Let us know what your pick would be. Yeah. And um, there's actually a newer product that came out that was a collaboration, kind of a surprise. It launched August 1st in the US, launches September 1st in Canada, and it's a mascara. It's really, uh, my jaw hit the floor when I got this news in my inbox. So it's a collaboration between Dry Bar and It Cosmetics, Mm -hmm. another one of our favorite brands. It's called the Lash Blowout Salon Volume Lift Mascara. It's $32 Canadian, $25 US. And, you know, you mentioned we're big fans of It Cosmetics, but we're especially fans of their mascara. So I'm so curious Mm -hmm. how this collab is going to do. When you look at the mascara tube, it looks like the iconic round brush from Dry Bar, right down to the gray and the buttercup buttercup yellow. And so it's like It Cosmetics powered by Dry Bar. They're saying it's a blowout for your lashes. So it's taking some of that um, technology where what the press release actually says is it's special Specially designed wand features microspheres to gently catch all of your lashes for effortless root tip application. And it has like biotin in it as well, which we know is great for our hair and our nails. So um, it's really interesting that they're bringing that type of treatment to the lash. The nourishing, yeah. Yeah. And then they've got some polymers that volumize, they add the color and they lengthen lashes as well. So um, I just think it's very innovative because you have, I guess it's kind of the first time that people have really thought about your lash hairs and how you might be able to treat them the way that you treat the hairs on your head. Yeah, certainly Um, from a hair brand coming into this space. Let's get into today's episode. We're going to begin our chat talking about what Allie's life was like before building Dry Bar, how she built it into a $100 million business. And then we're going to chat about all of these new exciting projects that she has on the go. And I think we've caught up with her at a very interesting time in her life. She's gone through a lot of personal challenges, a lot of personal life changes, and she gets real about those. And, you know, the real costs of being a serial entrepreneur. Entrepreneur. So here she is, Allie Webb. Let's pause to hear from one of our new sponsors, Honey. Hey, Carlene, we both just returned from summer holidays. I just looked at my credit card statement. Ouch, like reality is biting so hard right now. Uh, Tell me about it. Don't you love pretending you're rich on vacation though? I do it every time, but it's far from the truth. (laughs) So now is the perfect time to save and Honey is here to help both of us do just that. 
So let's tell our listeners what Honey is all about. Honey is a free web browser extension that saves you money when you shop online. I'm not a big tech head, but even I got this. So basically, you just install the extension and then Honey finds coupon codes and other discounts across the web. They apply them automatically. I don't have to do anything. I've definitely been known to seek out a coupon code or two and our listeners love beauty. So they'll definitely want to get hooked up with deals from Ulta and Sephora and Amazon. The list goes on. Well, why wouldn't they? I mean, the average Honey user saves about $126 a year. So think about that. With that kind of money, you could score a full-size drunk elephant, TLC, framboos, glycolic night serum. I mean, who doesn't want that for free? (laughs) Or like 18 bottles of the Ordinary's Hyaluronic Acid Serum, like plump me up head to toe. Listen, there's really no reason not to use Honey. It's free to use, installs on your computer in just two clicks, and it will save you money so you can treat yourself to something nice. Breaking Beauty listeners can get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash beauty. That's joinhoney.com slash beauty. We'll link it in our show notes. Now back to today's episode. I feel like what I remember most about my childhood, I mean, well, there's a lot of different things, but the humidity in Boca... (laughs) was unbearable and did not help my naturally curly, frizzy hair one bit. But thank God I grew up there because um, it made me want to learn how to blow out my own hair. And I could not stand having frizzy, curly hair. Perhaps if I had grown up somewhere that wasn't as humid, dry bar wouldn't exist. Who knows? <laughs> you know, everybody has a story, I think, when they're a kid about, you know, a haircut gone wrong or that kind of thing. Did you have a moment like that with your naturally curly hair, like for oh prom God. or anything? I mean, I have so many moments. I have so many crazy hair pictures. And it's I'm still like that today. I mean, if you if you meet me and then you meet me and then you see me again in three months, my chances are my hair will be very different. I think it's like sure an occupational hazard, but it really was with me even when I was a kid. I mean, I've I've had every hair hair color under the, under the sun. And I had a pixie once and oh my God, that was such a mistake. <laughs> um, growing out of pixie is, is as painful as it gets. Um, and yeah, no, I mean, I, I've tried everything when it comes to hair and I've had, you know, I've had my hair chemically straightened because when I was growing up, there weren't, you know, there wasn't the Brazilian blowout and the things that there are today. And my hairstylist or my mom's hairstylist would did like a reverse perm on me. So instead of putting the curlers in the hair, just put the solution basically in my hair, but brushed it, like combed it straight. Oh my it, gosh. It didn't work. <laughs> Nothing worked. Sorry. <laughs> it was so frustrating. I was like, why can't I get my hair to be straight? Which now I've, I've done so much research on why hair grows out curly and why hair grows, you know, out of your scalp straight. So I know that it's just an impossibility for me. We were also reading that you decided not to attend college and you moved to uh, New York when you were really young, like at 18. Were your parents just cool with that? Or, and as a parent now, would you be freaking out if your kid said that to you? (sighs) You know, my parents have always been very supportive and they were always, and I, as a kid was like always trying new things. And, you know, I thought I wanted to be a professional tennis player for a while. And I always had like some new idea that I wanted to do. And so when I decided to move to New York, you know, I blamed that on my parents because they took us as kids, you know, to New York City a couple of times and we went and saw shows. And I just thought New York was the most like magical place. And I had to get there as soon as possible. And, you know, my parents were like, okay, you know, if that's what you want to do. My, my parents didn't go to college either. So I don't think they felt 
a super strong connection to me doing that. Things just, they just wanted me to be happy. And I would say it was more, it was a bigger discussion slash fight kind of when I decided I wanted to go to beauty school, which was, you know, a couple mm-hmm. years after New York. And I had actually moved back to South Florida and attended like just a small local beauty school in Boca. But my parents were not super into that because they grew up, and I think this is where I get my kind of entrepreneurial spirit. They grew up, um, or I grew up, in their business, they had a small clothing store called Flips, and when they next to their little old lady clothing stores, and they had about six of them, there mm. were these there these little old lady hair salons. And when I said I wanted to go to beauty school, I think my parents, in my parents' mind, I was like I was going to go to beauty school and work in a like a little old lady salon my whole life. I don't <laughs> I don't know what they thought, but they did not love that idea. But ironically, my brother Michael, who's my business partner now and, and has always been my best friend, he was like, "You should totally do that. You've always loved hair. You're so great with people. Like I totally see you in this." And I was like, "Yeah, I think this is like what I should do. I love hair. It's always been my passion. It just, you know, took me many years to get to that." place that decision so flying colors at beauty school like what happened there (laughs) it was like I I mean I I I truly I kid you not I walked in the door the first day and it was just like a movie moment I was like this is these are my people this is where I, I need to be I loved it I loved every second of it it was the only time in my life I can really remember like being in a school environment and like wanting to soak in and learn as much as I possibly could you know I loved I loved it. I thought it was so fun. God, it was so many years ago, but I thought it was it was so fun and interesting. And and at the same time, I was in beauty school. I was working for an owner of a hair salon, a local hair salon. And you know that that like year or two of my life was such an amazing growth period for me. Then you moved back to New York and you started working at John Sahag. And I mean, that was a pretty that was pretty big time. So what was sort of the best and the worst part about working at this? You know, really trendy yeah. salon at that time. I'll never forget like walking in <laughs> the the salon on, on Madison Avenue and and being, you know, wearing like black leather pants and trying to be so cool and like making eye <laughs> contact with John and being like, you know, like very confident. And I, I remember that moment because I was like, I have to, I don't think I felt confident. I think I just was like, I got to pretend that I'm really confident right now because I think that's what will get the, get me this job. And and I did get the job and I felt like – and even now I – you know, there's so many of the stylists that still work there that were working there all those years ago when I was working there. It's wow. such a great place. And, and John was such a great guy and so sad that, you know, he passed away years ago from lung cancer, sadly. And but to answer your question, um, it was it was such a fantastic experience. And, you know, the system there was, you know, you would flat iron someone's hair before you washed it and the stylist would cut it and then you'd wash it and wow. like, an, an assistant would wash it, which was me, um, and <laughs> blow it out. And, you know, so it was, it was like, talk about paying my dues and not to mention when you asked like what the worst part of that job was. I mean, I, John had two massive greyhound dogs that like basically laid at his feet while he cut hair, which, you know, kind of gives you a picture of what the salon was like. And there was like fountains mm-hmm. and you couldn't be very loud. I mean, polar opposite of dry bar, but I had to walk those dogs on Madison <laughs> Avenue, which is a really humiliating and yeah, not so glamorous. Say, humbling experience. Yeah. I mean, picking up after dogs of that size was like yeah. on yeah. Madison Avenue, New York City. <laughs> say you know, no more. Not my finest <laughs> moment. But but again, I think, you know, those things are so important. And, you know, I yeah. like to tell that story because especially because, you know, we have, you know, twenty somethings 
you know, 4,000, 20 somethings working for us now at Drybar. And like, I, I'd like people to know that like, this didn't all just happen for me overnight. I mean, mm-hmm. this took a lot of blood, sweat and tears, a lot of obviously picking up dog poop on in Matt in New York city. Yeah. Like I have done getting it. people coffees. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I did it all for so many years. I paid my dues and I, you know, and I think it's an important thing to point out that it took me, you know, many years to get to, especially where I am now, but just even to get from, you know, to the point of starting dry bar. Um, yeah. I, I, I always talk about, you know, trusting the timing of your life and, you know, all of the things that I did and all of the jobs that I had and the experience that I had, I think, you know, make obviously make me who I am today, but made me kind of uniquely qualified for, you know, what I ended up, what, what will be like my biggest legacy in my life. So tell us about switching course and going to work in the world of public relations. Um, that is a total pivot from yeah. walking dogs and cutting hair. <laughs> it was a bit of a pivot. And, you know, I think like a true, you know, mid 20 year old girl, you know, I just, I was like, I want to do something else, you know? And I got, I was living in New York city and I, I, I had a couple of girlfriends who worked in PR, you know, and their life seemed a lot more fun than mine. (laughs) And I remember being like, that's your job. Like you get to do that. And, and I just, you know, I think I got a little, for whatever reason at that time, I was a little disenchanted with hair and maybe it was like, you know, I'd spent so many years in the grind and felt like I I wanted to just explore and try something new. And, and, you know, because I had a couple of girlfriends who were working at Rogers and Cowan at the time, I was, they were like, you should, you should come work with us. And I was like, okay. And, and again, I'm like 24 at this time. So, you know, at that, and, and listen, I believe that that is a time of your life to jump around and try the things that, you know, figure out Mm -hmm. what makes you happy. And so there was an opening in the music department for an assistant and it was under the guy who ran really the whole music division at Rogers and Cowan at the time. And, you know, clients like Paul McCartney and Faith Hill and Janet Jackson and Jennifer Lopez. I mean, I was like, yeah, wow. sign me up. And so I started Free concert tickets. Let's go. I, know, I went to a lot of shows. <laughs> I mean, James Taylor was one of his clients at the time and it was like, it was awesome. And, and I, you know, and again, it was one of those things that I I learned because I had never I didn't uh, you know as you know I didn't re- go to college and I never like had that like professionalism part down because I mm. never had to send emails or anything like that and again this is when you know the internet was still relatively new and isn't that weird I'm sure like people listening yeah. to that are like what the internet was new <laughs> like I remember that you know it's like we had flip phones and yeah anyways um, fax totally. machines. I- <laughs> I know it seems so like dinosaur age, but anyway. Yellow pages. Oh my God. (laughs) So dating ourselves. But anyways. um, But it seems like, you know, in the story of dry bars, things started to really start to happen when you moved back to LA. So tell us what happened next. Well, I, um, I, you know, I met my sadly now ex-husband when I was living in New York city and we moved to LA, um, and started a family and had two boys who are, you know, now 14 and 12, which is also crazy. Um, (laughs) But when, you know, when I was, when my boys were probably like three to maybe two and four actually, you know, and I had been a stay at home mom up until that point, which I thought, you know, I had hit the jackpot and I was so lucky to be able to not work anymore. I feel like I'd, you know, been working since I was like 16. So, you know, to, to not have to work and to be able to just stay home with my kids. And, you know, I had dreamt of having babies for as long as I could remember. So again, just was like happy as a clam. And, and, you know, after four years of being a stay at home mom, I, I 
you know, and realize that like, uh oh, this is like not it for me. And I didn't want to just be home all day with my kids, even though I love my kids. And, but I just, you know, I feel you. I feel you. You know, it's like, I've got two. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I, I was like, I can't spend another like day at the park. Like I, I just felt like my brain was like drying up. I was like, I'm not Mm -hmm. flexing this muscle that, that I'm, that I'd like to flex. And I, and I remember like, you know, when my husband would come home from work and I would be like, like chatting his ear off because I was so like desperate to have, not that I didn't have adult conversations with other moms, but it was so much about the kids all the time, what the kids were doing, what they weren't doing and breastfeeding and feeding and eating and shitting and all the shit, you know? And it was like, I just felt like I needed something else. And I started to just kind of get the itch to, to do something for myself. And it was like, well, what, what am I going to do? And I mean, for, for a hot second, I started a business with my best friend, Paige, who ended up taking her, the business in a different direction. It was like a party planning company because she was great at that. And I was going to be like the people side and long story short, that didn't end up working. And then I was like, you know, I should, I should do hair. Like that's what I'm really good at. And that's, and all of my kind of mommy friends, because at this point I had lived in LA for, I don't know, two or three or four years. And I had, developed a strong kind of mommy community. And and most of my friends knew that I could, you know, do hair and that that was my life for a while. And so I would blow out their hair anytime they had and cut their hair anytime they had something to go to. And so, you know, I, again, in one of those, you know, pinnacle moments, I was, my friend Paige and I were sitting on like our couch, my couch in my living room in my little condo um, in Santa Monica. And, you know, I was like, maybe I should start a mobile blow dry business, you know, cause I, I, you know, now had spent so many years honing that skill. And I was like, I could go to like women's homes while their babies are sleeping and charge like, I don't know, 35 or 40 bucks. And, you know, I, I bet women would like that. Cause there, you know, there really wasn't, there was like, you know, if you live in LA, there's like the fantastic Sam's of the world that, you know, are just like not a great experience, even though they're a great business, not a great experience for just getting a blowout there. You're sitting next to a kid, lighting isn't good, all of that. Um, or like if you're in New York City, I mean, it used to be like Jean-Louis David when I was there. Um, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, so I think women like me um, and perhaps like you guys, like, you know, figured out where to get a blowout, but it wasn't something easily accessible. It was just kind of this mm-hmm. weird thing. And so anyway, I, I you know, I, there wasn't a big there wasn't the idea of dry bar at this point and there was not a business plan. It's like I had, you know, Cameron put together um, a, a, like one page website for me. It was called Straight at Home and I posted it on this m- mommy Yahoo group, again, dating myself because I don't think Yahoo groups exist anymore, but it, it was this, <laughs> this this resource of 5,000 moms in LA and I posted this thing saying, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom, long-time hairstylist. I'm thinking of starting a mobile blow-dry business where I come to you like while your baby's sleeping, charge 40 bucks, 220 seemed easy enough. Anybody interested? And I got flooded with emails, which, you know, the marketer in me was very excited that I was just getting business, you know? And so that's how it began. And I, you know, I started running around LA, like with my duffel bag in the back of my Xterra truck. And (laughs) I, um, I, you know, I got really busy really fast. And I think it was, you know, a combination of the price point and, you know, just being accessible to these women. And, you know, I had a very small operation going, but to the point where I got, you know, very quickly was like, I'm either going to have to expand this mobily and hire more people or turn it into a brick and mortar. And that's, you know, when I went to my brother, Michael, and started, you know, talking to him about this, about maybe turning straight at home into an actual, you know, business, a brick and mortar, a location. 
Yeah. I mean, I, it'd be also coming before all the apps and everything that right. was just perfect timing, right. like everybody's after convenience and time saving. So that just made so much sense. But Jill and I were debating this. Was that at the time when blow dries were like really popular kind of on the runway and on TV? We were kind of going back and forth debating this. Were blow dries blowing up at that time? I don't think so. I really don't. I mean, not I, yet. No, I think there was like, I think what was like the big thing was the Brazilian blowout. You know, I think that mm. had just hit. Cause I remember there was a lot of like, not confusion, but, and, and by the way, you know, my business was called Straight at Home, my mobile business. And so we, because <laughs> that was, would really be the spinoff of what became Dry Bar, we were initially gonna call Dry Bar. <laughs> straight bar. I know it's so terrible. Um, I mean, obviously that would have been the biggest fucking mistake ever. Um, but, you know, and we still like, by the way, own that URL beyond the obvious reasons of not to call it straight bar. There was also like, we didn't want people to think we only straightened hair, especially because that the Brazilian blowout was so popular and like just blowing up at that point. So mm. I don't think, I don't, I don't personally remember that being a thing. I mean, to me, blowouts have always been a pretty integral part of my life. Um, mm -hmm. And I think, you know, I think the thing with Drybar, which, you know, is I'm stating the obvious, but you know, what it did was gave kind of um, access and uh, this affordable yeah. luxury to women to have that like runway red carpet hair. And I remember when I first started doing interviews, when we first, you know, opened Drybar, that, you know, talking about that so much because there, there really wasn't, you know, you could, again, back to my point earlier, you could figure out where to go and get a blowout, but it was just mm -hmm. like, it's just like not a great experience, variable pricing. And, you know, there just wasn't a place that, that focused solely on doing just blowouts and them being really great. And so, yeah. you know, it was, it was, you know, it was, it was like so, long shot of yeah, an idea. It, the fact that like we changed behavior and like we added mm -hmm. this new like category and all that stuff. I mean, I remember when people started saying that to me and, and me like, you know, my head like whipping around me like, what? Like, oh, I didn't mean to do that. I didn't think about doing that. That wasn't the plan. You know, it was just, <laughs> it just happened organically. And it was just because I, you know, which I, I talk about all the time that I think the best businesses are born out of personal necessity. And, mm -hmm. you know, it's yeah. like, this was just something that I personally wanted always that, that didn't exist. Oh my Let's take a moment to shout out one of our awesome show sponsors. Well, Carlene, the adventures in natural deodorant continue. Oh yeah, what's the latest? So back in our natural deodorants episode earlier this summer, we mentioned that Native was one we really wanted to try, but we hadn't had an opportunity yet. So we needed to circle back on that. For sure. I was really curious because so many people had said that that was their go-to. Yeah. I've been trying out the coconut and vanilla. It's their most popular scent. And I really like the scent. It's not overpowering at all. And I can still wear fragrance and feel like it's not competing. And like any good natural deodorant should, Native is formulated without aluminum, parabens, or talc. And I like how Native comes in a stick, just like conventional deodorant. So I don't have to get my fingers mucky using one of those deos in a jar. No, ain't nobody got time for that. Instead, it really leans into the ingredients found in nature. So there's coconut oil, that's antimicrobial. There's shea butter, which we all know is very moisturizing. And then there's tapioca starch, which really helps to absorb wetness. And so did it work? I definitely felt drier than some of the others that we tried in that uh, epic product roundup. Well, what's amazing is that listeners can really judge for themselves. With Native, there's free shipping and returns anywhere in the U.S. So 
there's really no risk. And if you love it, you can subscribe to have deodorant delivered right to your door and you'll even save $2 a stick and then spend it on a new lipstick here for it. So Native has a special offer exclusively for Breaking Beauty listeners. For 20% off your first purchase, visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code BEAUTY during checkout. That's 20% off your first purchase for our friends in the U.S. when you visit nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code BEAUTY at checkout. Now back to today's episode. There's just a lot of talk right now about like, it's almost like entrepreneurship porn and everyone's killing it and they're positive. And it's like, um, you're getting, getting up at five and green juice, life mantras, and you have your own astrologist, you know? Um, And sometimes we just don't see the downside of building this like multi-million dollar business. And frankly, the toll that it can take on people and families and like, what's your sort of take on that? Well, I mean, obviously... I mean, if if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen a glimpse into, you know, my life and how it's changed in the last year. Um, mm-hmm. This probably would will go down as my hardest year of my life. Um, you know, if any you guys or anybody listening, you know, gone going through a divorce is, oof, it's like going to hell and back. Um, so this year has mm-hmm. been really um, personally very challenging, but also like a tremendous year of growth for me. And, you know, there's, there's, there's so much I can talk about with, you know, from the early days of starting Drybar of not like taking any time for myself. I mean, truly, I'd say for like, well, for the first six months we first opened Brentwood, I I did not, I didn't take a day off and I didn't, I didn't, wasn't not at the store ever. And, you know, it took me literally six months to, to say, okay, I'm going to take a Sunday. I mean, partially it was just because I like mm. loved it and could not get enough of it. And, you know, partially because I just didn't trust anybody else with it until <laughs> I finally like started to like get comfortable with that, which, you know, now, you know, all these years later, I mean, four years ago, we brought on a professional CEO and we started hiring all these people. And now our, our headquarters is, you know, has has upwards of 200 people that are doing, you know, all the things that basically I used to do. I mean, much better. And, you know, that's like a huge lesson is hiring people who are smarter than you, who know how to do things you don't. (laughs) Um, but yeah, you know, from, from a personal standpoint, it, um, you know, it's been so much growth and, um, I've, I've grown as a person so much and I think there really is something to this self-care thing and I believe in it so strongly and I'm, you know, I, I talk about my, my own personal issues and divorce kind of publicly because I think there is such a need for, um, Mm -hmm. for, you know, real talk yeah and for like mental health and like, I feel like I can't believe that the kids aren't taught it in school and, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like my, you know, not to get it because it's my kids and not it's not for me to say, but you know, it's like my kids dealing with living in LA and growing up on phones and, um, Mm -hmm. and now like having to deal with a divorce. It's like a lot for kids. And, you know, we don't, Mm -hmm. our, I mean, our school systems already have, you know, so much to be desired, but the fact that there isn't this, like, you know, this emphasis on mental health for me, it's, it's important to talk about all this stuff because it's, it is real and it's something we all go through. And as on, and you know, as serial entrepreneurs, we are working our asses off. And even if you're not an entrepreneur and you're, you know, just, you know, working your ass off at work, like the importance of, of not burning yourself out and doing the things that make you feel good and, you know, reading things that make you feel good and, you know, doing meditation. I mean, I discovered transcendental meditation this year, which is probably the thing that like saved me, you know, and, but it's like, you really have to seek this stuff out. So I think it's important that it becomes more mainstream. Yeah. Sorry. Totally, I went off on a tangent. Totally, I don't even know what no, you're no, I, completely I, I really agree. appreciate the real talk on yeah. that front because I think you're so many people listening will be able to relate to that and connect to that. So yeah. we really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. Totally agree. 
break time, let's take a minute to talk about one simple, healthy habit that can help you succeed every single morning from our friends at Ritual. Carlene, are you back on track after your two-week holiday? So I was just out east uh, for two weeks with the fam, and you were there, Jill. You introduced me to all the good things. Ugh, lobster, butter, beer, we did it all. <laughs> I've been easing back into my boot camp, you know, baby steps. It's so good you're doing that, like, hashtag lunge life. You know, I'm trying my best. I love to have a green juice before we record, but did not get my shit together to make one today. But I have been starting every single day with the Ritual Essential Vitamin for Women. So what I do is I brush my teeth and I keep the vitamins in the bathroom and I just take two of these as soon as I'm done brushing my teeth. They're right there beside my overpriced serum. Easiest form of self-care ever. And it tastes like mint. So boom. <laughs> Two birds, one stone. Totally. Ritual is really changing the game when it comes to vitamins for women. So they did a deep dive on research to figure out exactly which vitamins and minerals women need every day. Turns out you don't need like 20. Right. So most women lack nine essential vitamins and minerals. So folate, omega-3, vitamin B12, that's a huge one for me, vitamin D3. Also iron, that's a big one for me, vitamin K2, boron, vitamin E, and magnesium. So all of that is wrapped up in one little pill. I definitely feel more energetic when I get back into this ritual routine. And the fact that it's a subscription-based model really works for hectic schedules. Oh my God, hit me with that VIP service. <laughs> Real talk though, better health does not happen overnight. We know this. So right now, Ritual is offering Breaking Beauty listeners based in the U.S., 10% off during your first three months. So visit ritual.com slash beauty to start your ritual today. That's 10% off during your first three months at ritual.com slash beauty. Now back to today's episode. But you, you know, you're not slowing down and you recently posted on Instagram about a makeover show you're working on with yes. the network. Can, yeah. What can you tell us? Well, you know, it's I'm so excited for this project and it has been in the works for so long that it's so fun that I can actually talk about it which I don't I don't even think about talking about it because it's still so new, but yeah, you know, I you know, I've been wanting to do something where uh, I could sh you know, again, part of what I was just talking about, you know, is, is be able to share you know, my story and all the things that I've learned in the last 10 years because it has been I mean, talk about an education. It's been such an education for me in every conceivable way, you know, growing this business, raising a family and taking care of myself and all of that. And so I, you know, basically asked, you know, two of my very good girlfriends, Joy Cho, who has, you know, a, a pretty big, um, you know, platform and in Instagram. And she's like the most, has the most like Pinterest views or something on, on Pinterest. It's like, she's such a, she's amazing. Anyways, she's, um, you know, has this great business of kind of a do it yourself and how to, you know, spruce up a room for a party. And she's got these, uh, she does all these collaborations with Target and luggage companies. She's just this bright, happy, colorful, amazing woman that has become a good friend of mine. And then my friend Ellen Bennett, who has Headley and Bennett, which is an apron company, but she was like a Michelin star chef. And so, you know, she comes to my house and like revamped my whole kitchen and made it look like I'm a professional chef, even though I never cook. Anyways, so the mm -hmm. three of us have, all of us really have been, you know, been approached a lot to do different types of shows, like reality shows about our lives and things like that, which I, you know, I never wanted to do something that was more of like, a straight, just follow me. Cause I'm not sure <laughs> how interesting <laughs> my life really is, but what I've wanted to do. And so have, 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 uh, joy and Ellen is 
you know, create something that is inspiring to, you know, women everywhere and entrepreneurs. And, you know, because the three of us are self-made, none of us really had anything until we started our businesses. And, um, you know, so it's a glimpse into our lives and how we've kind of started our own businesses and the trials and tribulations. But the idea really is to go into, you know, women's homes and their lives and help them with, you know, different areas. Obviously, my kind of focus is hair and beauty and, you know, helping them have confidence in that area of their lives. And Ellen's will be more in, you know, help get, helping them like learn how to, you know, every do everything that they need to be doing in their kitchen, whether it's like just like reorganizing it and learning how to cook a couple of simple things that will, you know, for their kids or a husband or a girlfriend or boyfriend or whatever it is. And then, you know, Ellen or Joy's kind of expertise is, you know, more like redesigning a space or an area of their lives or if they have a big party coming up or, you know, so basically we're going into these women's lives and, and trying to inspire them, um, you know, in terms of like all the aspects of their lives and just kind of get them to the next level so, of whatever it is they're so fun. I love this. Challenges. This is like the female version of Queer Eye, which I've it, said it for a long and, time and is completely it is, you necessary. You know, it's funny because yeah. I try not to describe it like that, but that's exactly <laughs> Sorry, kind of but what it I'd is. watch. And, you know, and the thing is like, that's such a great show. And of course I love it and love watching it, but I just have, you know, when I went to the, my producers about this, I was like, I love Queer Eye, but I'm, I think it's so much more interesting to watch woman, a woman get a transformation than Yeah, it's just a different you know? point of view, it right? It's, it's different. Like and so there's there's room for all. Totally. And we'll take all the reality shows, especially yeah. Jill. She's a fiend. I'm, I'm addicted. So where, <laughs> where can we watch this? When can we watch this? What kind of, what can you reveal? So I can't reveal much yet. Um, it is, um, it all still is kind of under wraps, but we will, we we'll let you know. I mean, hopefully it's, we're, we're starting to shoot, which is why, you know, we've been kind of casting, um, pretty soon. So we'll have, we'll have more to tell you in the coming months. Okay. Well, stay tuned. Um, really quickly, we did see in Variety Magazine, this was ages ago, but that you had something about the studio had optioned your life story. (laughs) Wow. You guys really did your research. Uh, yeah, I went in the archives alley. Don't worry. Um, (laughs) Is there any truth to that? Well, yes. I mean, Universal did buy my life rights a couple of years ago, and there was a plan. To, wow! To do, I know. Isn't that a trip? Like, like that's in, yes. that's so cool. My life rights. I know it's so cool. I mean, it makes me normally crazy. you have to commit a crazy like crime to get that. <laughs> well, I'll rights. tell you. I think that that you know that is actually kind of why I don't think it ever happened. So that was a couple of years ago, and they optioned my rights, but that that it, the option has run out. Um, so oh, I see. And Got the it. reason that the movie actually didn't happen was because. You know, it's funny. A good friend of mine is a is a big writer in LA, and um, we kind of joke around that you know, my I didn't have well, every, it's not really a joke. I mean, the the reason my movie didn't end up getting made was because I really didn't have enough like conflict in my oh, story. Interesting. Wow. I've got conflict now. So, <laughs> so come back, Universal. So who knows? <laughs> Whoever, someone from a, the movie world is listening. I you know I haven't like re pursued that because you know obviously with launching squeeze and and doing the podcast and now the show is more what I'm focusing on but but Mm. I am I am writing a book about which is still not like you know I haven't even like really shopped it around but I am you know I've just on my own more for like a healing purposes writing kind of my whole story out so it's amazing who knows and and who would play you in the movie about your life (laughs) gosh I don't know I mean I used to feel like I wanted it to be um oh gosh what's her name um from La La La, La, La Land is the first movie, Redhead. Um, 
Oh, oh Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Stone. But oh, good I, choice. I don't know. I mean, who knows? I, I was thinking Christina Applegate. She yeah. just came to my mind. I don't know. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> we know you have to wrap up soon, but we can't let you go because we got a little news in our inbox yesterday. And tell us about how this It Cosmetics slash blowout salon volume lift mascara yeah. came yeah. about. So basically, you know, it came about because Jamie, who's the founder of It, and I are, are friends and became friends in our QVC days. And you just have maintained a friendship over the years. And she called me up, I guess, a year or so ago and said, hey, you know, I have this idea. I want to do this mascara and I want it to be this like, you know, bigger than ever. We want to call it blowout and we want to do it with you guys, you know, so there's, you know, the synergy between our two brands and it would make so much sense. And, and of course I, I, I adore Jamie and she's obviously brilliant and, um, and I love the company and everything she does. So I was like, you know, yes. And what's, what's interesting about this is, you know, so it is this like super voluminous mascara. It, it looks like one of our brushes. So it's kind of powered by dry bar. And, it's so cool. Yeah. It's so cute. I was squealing like a little girl <laughs> when I saw it. Well, good. I hope everybody has that reaction, but you know, it's funny because I, you know, I, what a question I get asked all the time and I have for years is like, would you ever add, you know, makeup or lashes or bar or or manicures or whatever. And my answer is always no and will always be no because I think it's so important that we, you know, we focus on one thing and we're really good and good at it and that's just blowouts. But with this, you know, I felt like lashes are hair. So there was that. But also, you know, it was like the opportunity to do it together and to do it, you know, with Jamie and Jamie, you know, and listen, like Jamie's company is now owned by L'Oreal. So, you know, you can read between the lines there. So, But Jamie felt really strongly (laughs) about, um, you know, doing this with me and with Drybar because of the relationship and women, you know, working together and being collaborative versus competitive. And so everything about it is just, it's beautiful and I love it. And I love the mascara and I love Jamie and I'm, you know, I'm so honored to do this short, you know, it'll be you know, a temporary thing for us, but it'll be really yeah. fun. And I, I feel like it's going to be huge. Yeah, it's I really so do. Smart. Very, Thank very you. innovative. Thank you. Yeah. We're, yeah, we're really con- as a concept. It. It's funny because uh, when you guys keep bringing up things, I'm like, oh yeah, I do have that going on. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> there's so much. You're a busy lady. Right <laughs> You're very busy. Um, okay. We have a little bit of rapid fire for you okay. and uh, we're going to come at you right now. So it'll be under two minutes. Yes. Don't worry. Uh, do you ever wear your hair curly? Yes. All the time. You do. Um, how many times has Pretty Woman been played on screens at Drybar? Oh my God, that's such a good question. I mean, <laughs> over thousands, thousands of times. Yeah. And what are three beauty products in your bag right now? Um, I always have dry. I have a mini dry shampoo in the Lush fragrance, which is my favorite. Um, mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I always have. I never don't have. Uh, eyeliner like I just feel naked if I don't have my eye like my inner lid lined with black liner <laughs> and um, my Sarah Hap, um lip gloss oh amazing what about a hack for a great blowout at home well gosh there's so many I mean you know the thing I think that most women don't do at home is take their time and section their hair. And when I say section, I don't mean like a, like a big thick section. I mean like a one to two inch section. If you section your hair and it takes you about 30 to 40 minutes to do a blowout, it's going to last you a lot longer and it's going to look a lot better. If you're doing a blowout in like 10 to 15 minutes, chances are it's not going to last as long and you're going to have to wash it the next day. So put in the time up front is kind of always my best tip. 
Thanks for tuning in. Visit BreakingBeautyPodcast.com for details on all the damn good products we talked about in today's episode. And be sure to sign up for our newsletter. That way you'll get every episode delivered right to your inbox. You won't miss a single thing. Or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, wherever you get your podcast fix. And please show us some love by rating us or reviewing us in iTunes. See you next time. Like a cherry bomb, like a cherry bomb.